0: This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Tonic, heard Saturday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer
1: Radio. The following is a sponsored program. Zoomer Radio and MZ Media Incorporated do not endorse any of the statements or opinions made by the contributors. (laughs)
2: What I like about this dish is you can make it in advance. So you can saute the leeks and spinach, you make the bechamel sauce, you can even put the toast together and just bake them at the very last minute. So it's great when you're having a bunch of people over for brunch and you just stick the toast in the oven and then they're ready when you're ready, without a lot of fuss. And you can easily just pair it with some salad and potatoes and you're good to go.
0: Welcome to The Tonic. I'm your host, Jamie Bussin, and we're here to talk about your health and wellness-related issues. On today's show, we're going to discuss your heart health. Then we're going to hear about the best recipes for Mother's Day brunch. And lastly, we're going to learn why we should train to run as opposed to run to train. But first, a little bit of business. Support for today's show comes from Purica. Inspired by nature and backed by science, Purica creates new horizons in health and wellness by empowering you with the finest whole foods, supplements, and lifestyle solutions. The Purica Vision is a world where you achieve your fullest potential in every aspect of life, work, and play. Purica products are inspired by nature and are all vegan, non-GMO, and gluten-free. Purica, a winner of Science and Technology Awards for Innovation, is Canadian-owned and Canadian-operated and proud to serve the world around us. Purica Natural Supplements are also backed by Science and Health Canada approved. Studied, tested, validated. Our first guest is Tanya Ritko. She's a registered holistic nutritionist and a strong advocate of balanced, integrative approach to health. Tanya's core interests include stress management and optimizing immunity. She represents Purica, a complete wellness company, as director of education. As a new mother, her passion for plant-based, whole food nutrition has only increased, especially around natural supplements designed to enhance immunity for all family members. She can be reached at com. Welcome back to The Tonic.
3: Thank you. Happy to be here.
0: So today we're discussing heart health.
3: That's right. Very important issue for sure.
0: So in your view, are people addressing their heart health seriously? And if not, why?
3: You know, sadly, I don't feel that we are. And a lot of times, I really think it's because with human nature, we're not proactive about our health unless something happens. And I think every one of us knows either, either ourselves, if someone's listening, they're experiencing issues with their, their heart, cardiovascular health, or they have someone in their family, or oh. there's you know a co-worker. We all know people that have heart disease or or issues, or we've um, sadly, you know, experienced people in our family that have had that. And I know for myself, that's been my case. I have a family history of heart disease. So it's uh, you know, as do I important to me. Yeah.
0: Yeah, as, on, on both sides of my family, both my mother and my father's side, so I have to, things, I have to take it seriously.
3: Yeah, absolutely. and we, um, we do. I mean, I'm hoping that people do take it more seriously, but we are kind of human nature until and the other thing, it's a silent epidemic. We don't oftentimes we don't know until something happens or we don't know the signs. I think people aren't listening to the signs in their body. And other people are sometimes um, some generations. They don't want to bother people. Like, oh, I'll just, I'll just tough it out. So I think mean, that there's that as well. Right. So you can die of embarrassment, you know, because people don't get actually help when they need to. And yep. nine in ten Canadians over twenty years old have at least one risk factor, and four out of ten of us have three or more risk factors. So that's huge. So. It's important for all of us.
0: Well, just having a family history is a risk factor.
3: Right, exactly. And that's one you can't control your risk, that you can't control your family history and your age. But there's other ones that we are in control, and that's why it's really important to be proactive.
0: So in being proactive, when should we start being proactive?
3: You know, uh, as early as 18 years of old, people have been found with clogged arteries, you know, from fast food and, you know, sanitary lifestyle. So, I mean, as early as possible and actually The better, you know, the more that our children we're sort of leading by example, uh, that's going to be good for our children as well. So the earlier, the better. And also it's really important to have also check in, like early detection of your high cholesterol or high blood pressure, diabetes, all those things really detecting and making sure that you know where you're at
0: heart disease is affected by your your fat intake, right? It it affects the ability of of the heart to operate through clogging of arteries. And, you know, everybody hears about good fats and bad fats Mm. when it comes to heart health. So do you want to sort of take us through that and discuss about good fats and bad fats? Yeah. And
3: that's one aspect as well as as blood sugar and a number of other ones, but the the fats is important. Like for instance, good fats and bad fats. So healthy fats in moderation, unsaturated or more your polyunsaturated, unsaturated are more your good fats. Your trans fats are known as your bad fats to stay away from. So your good fats, avocado, olives, nuts, almonds, you know, Brazil nuts, your seeds, all those things are great. Getting your omega-3 essential fatty acids are important. Yep. Bad fats, your baked goods, your shortening, your, you know, if you see partially hydronated fried foods, all those kind of things are your you know, things that really stay away from.
0: Animal fats are bad, you know, but yeah, ome- yeah, omega yeah. omega fats from salmon are better, for example. You know?
3: Yeah, exactly. And if you're looking for some, uh, you know, more vegetarian options, you can do the, um, you know, there's the chia that a lot of people like as well. So, I mean, there's, it's just getting those in that, and also really important because our, a lot of vitamins require, fat soluble vitamins require, you know, fat to be absorbed and do their job. So it's right. really important that we have yeah. That healthy balance.
0: And you have to have fat in your diet because it helps with your you build brain cells and, you, right. know, you know, it's important to store energy. I mean, fat has a job uh, in and our yeah, metabolism.
3: And I think, you know, there's more before people like, uh, you know, fat is bad, but no, in fact, you know, healthy fats are essential. Right. It's definitely, it's so key.
0: So another factor, obviously that impacts on heart health is is stress.
3: Stress is a big one. We touched on it in one of our shows yep. prior. And uh, when we're stressed, What happens is our adrenaline kicks in and then it triggers these metabolic processes which deplete the magnesium supply in our body. And so the lower your magnesium, the more stressed we can become. So it's a bit of this vicious circle. So it it definitely does affect heart health. And also, too, you know, it's really important to have our magnesium in our bodies because, of course, it counters the calcium and we don't want too much calcium that can cause an issue of calcification and that affects our heart. So it's really stress plays a big factor in so many different aspects of health and especially, you know, heart health is no different and very important.
0: Okay. Uh, our,
3: you know, blood pressure and we have that, we don't want elevated blood pressure over a prolonged period of time. So chronic stress, especially chronic stress, we all experience stress, but it's that chronic stress that's a real issue.
0: What are the warning signs of, of a heart attack or stroke?
3: You know, the warning signs, we've heard them before, you know, shortness of breath, chest heaviness. And a lot of times we Maybe ignore these warning signs. It's important to know fatigue, weakness, dizziness, palpitations, can be nausea and vomiting. Those are some of the main ones that we we think of. It's really good to get familiar with those and also be aware of our bodies and know if we feel different. But that shortness of breath and chest heaviness is really um, what people, uh, you know, is known for some of the warning signs. And but ironically, a lot of the clinical research has was done on men. And so these signs with women are you know, not, they're more subtle. Some of the big things are sweating, really unusual fatigue before, so days before, and cold sweats, and also more tightness in the jaw, shoulders, and neck. So there are different symptoms for women. In fact, actually, a really excellent video that I recommend watching is the one with Elizabeth Banks, and it's called Just a Little Heart Attack, and it's quite, she it's really it really really is a great funny video to watch that really highlights about women when they're having a heart attack or having it, it, some of the signs and she does it in a really humorous way and entertaining to watch so I, I recommend watching that because these signs and it's really important for to get help right away because I mean it's one of those things that uh, time is important and crucial
0: what kinds of supplements are good for heart health?
3: Yeah, you know, magnesium, which is obviously really important for for everything, and then also there's no single cause of heart disease. So addressing it from a number of angles, so a broad spread um, cardiovascular support. So mm-hmm. that can be ones with CoQ ten, shaga, alpha lipoic acid, which helps regulate your blood sugar really important. To have less, not elevated blood glucose because it can cause glycation, which can be stiffening and cause substantial damage. So, those are all antioxidants, so a real broad spectrum to address your blood sugar and balancing, and also just the antioxidants to help to protect your body. But making sure that uh, you take a broad-spectrum cardiovascular support if you do have one, and one that doesn't have any contraindications with medication. And magnesium is number one, I think, for everyone.
0: Fantastic. Thank you for coming into the show today.
3: Thank you, Jamie.
1: Great to be here.
0: Look forward to having you back next month. We've got to take a short break, but when we return, we're going to hear about the best Mother's Day brunch recipes on The Tonic. Benvenuto Group is an owner and developer of quality high-rise condominium and rental properties in Toronto and Montreal. The Benvenuto team is passionate about delivering quality living spaces, top lifestyle amenities, important services, and innovative design tailored specifically to its residents in every particular submarket. The Benvenuto Group seeks out the finest urban neighborhoods and designs projects to allow its residents to enjoy the benefits of both their property and the exceptional locations that they become a part of. The team surrounds itself with leading professionals and consultants and pushes them to conceive great places to live, to work, and to play. The Benvenuto Group is currently designing several new projects in Toronto, Montreal, and Chicago that will not only become exceptional places to live as an owner or as a renter, but that will deliver some of the highest levels of sustainability, energy efficiency, and comfort, and will set the standard for informed residents. For more information, please visit thebenvenuto.com. For more information about Omega Alpha, visit OmegaAlphaInc.com.
1: This is The Tonic on Zoomer Radio.
0: Welcome back. In addition to being a lawyer and a mother of three teenagers, my next guest is also the immensely popular cookbook reviewer for Tonic Magazine, my wife, Naomi. Hi, sweetheart. Hi. Welcome back. Thank you. Here's the sad truth. Because of family dynamics, obligations, and cooking competence, you've been forced to cook virtually every single Mother's Day that I can remember. So the downside is you're working on one of the two days usually designated for mothers to slack off. The upside is you are a Mother's Day maven. (laughs) So we're going to discuss Mother's Day in the context of of brunches, which everybody loves. It's an excuse to talk about breakfast and brunch. So let's get to it, okay?
2: Yes, brunch is one of my favorite meals. I know that. Happy to talk about it. I know that about
0: you. (laughs) That's one of the five things that I know about you. So I don't recall you ever getting breakfast in bed, but if you were to, hint, hint, what is it that you would like?
2: So for somebody who has a sweet tooth or even if you're talking about a more breakfasty item as right. opposed to brunch I've got a great recipe for pancakes. Just to back up a bit, I recently received a cookbook called Gather and Graze. It's by chef Stephanie Izard, who was the first woman top chef, and she's owned three restaurants in Chicago.
0: And she's an iron chef now.
2: Yes, she's an iron chef. I've been to her Little Goat diner a few times for breakfast, and it was so good. Best restaurant breakfast I've ever had.
0: In Chicago, if you're there, you must go to Little Goat.
2: Exactly. So we've had the pancakes, and then when I saw them in her, new cookbook, I was really excited to try them. Yep. And they were just as good as I wanted them to be. So yep. they're, they're sourdough pancakes. They require sourdough starter, so I appreciate not everybody happens to have what? sourdough. What? Not everybody has them.
0: sourdough in their fridge?
2: I'm guessing. I don't know that for sure. A friend gave me some sourdough starter by coincidence and yes. so I used it. If you don't have sourdough starter, you could always use your own pancake recipe, but use her toppings, which is what makes the pancakes also so good. So She has a couple different recipes for or toppings and fillings to go with pancakes. One of them is chocolate Rice Krispies, which go in the pancakes, mm. and a chocolate malt butter, which is tangy and sweet. And the other one she has is an apple and oat streusel. And the apple, strangely or interestingly, has garam masala in it. And then there's this sort of a granola topping and a buttermilk butter. I've only tried the chocolate ones, but I've eaten the apple
0: ones. Right, we've had the apple ones in, in the restaurant, yeah. but the chocolate malted butter that you put on the chocolate Rice Krispie pancakes is possibly the most delicious breakfast item I've ever had. It is phenomenal.
2: Yeah, and you can make these toppings in advance. You just put the pancakes together at the last minute and that would be a great breakfast in bed for anybody. Really, definitely recommend the cookbook for that reason. And if you can't, if you don't want the cookbook and you just want to go to Chicago, go to Little Go
0: Diner. Exactly. Okay, so let's let's move on to the next dish, which can be made either with meat or as a vegetarian dish. Is that right? Yes, that's right.
2: I have another breakfasty brunch cookbook which I really love. It's called Huckleberry. Huckleberry is a bakery in Santa Monica, which I haven't been to, but friends have. They go there every time they go to Santa Monica and they love it and it's hugely popular, you know, big lineups. So I when I saw the cookbook, I got it and everything that I've made is so good from it. And I was interested because I saw a recipe for a croque monsieur. And I was looking for a brunch dish that could be made in advance uh, so that, you know, I'm not doing everything at the last minute. And usually croque monsieur is toast, you know, bread with a bechamel sauce and ham and, a, and then melted Gruyere cheese and sometimes with an egg on top.
0: A, a nice, light, healthy a nice, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> healthy but
2: very dish. good. Yeah. Classic French dish. So the Huckleberry Cookbook has both a, classic version with ham, but also a vegetarian version with sautéed leeks and spinach. And we tried both just to check it out.
0: Right. It was delicious. We had it for dinner, right?
2: It was delicious. And the vegetarian one was just as good as the other one, if not even better. And what I like about this dish is you can make it in advance. So you can you sauté the leeks and spinach. You make the bechamel sauce. You can even put the toast together and just bake them at the very last minute. So it's great when you're having a bunch of people over for brunch and you just stick the toast in the oven and, and, uh, and then they're ready when you're ready without a lot of fuss. So definitely recommend that recipe. I'm using it at my next brunch. And you can easily just pair it with some salad and potatoes and you're good to go. The other thing that I'm making uh, for my brunch from the Huckleberry Cookbook is an old-fashioned sour cream coffee cake, which is, I've been looking for a recipe uh, for just a really delicious old-fashioned cake like that for a long time, and I haven't found one until now. So definitely recommend that cookbook.
0: Excellent. And we're going to go off the beaten trail for your last recommendation, right?
2: Yes. What I've noticed is I've seen recipes for cured or smoked fish in so many new cookbooks that I've been looking at. But really, then I came across one called Kachka, which is Russian food. So if you're going to do cured fish, you might as well
0: go right to the source.
2: This is a restaurant in Portland, Oregon. It's a Russian cooking restaurant. And then she's just produced a cookbook, which actually won best cookbook of the year in a recent cookbook contest called The Piglet. But in any case, she's got a bunch of great brunch recipes if you're if you like that smoked fish or cured fish type of food she has a beet and horseradish cured black cod, a little bit different Sounds from yeah, different from smoked salmon or cured salmon. Smoked trout salad, which you could put with bagels and cream cheese. Something called shkavarki, which is fun to say.
0: It's fun to say, but it doesn't sound appetizing. It
2: doesn't, but apparently this is absolutely delicious. It's uh, shkavarki with buckwheat blinis and lingonberry mustard, and that's basically bacon sautéed onions on top of buckwheat buckwheat pancakes with a lingonberry jam, pickled mustard seed compost. So it's mostly savory with a little bit of sweet. And uh, that sounds really delicious. It does. I want to try that at
0: my next brunch. We are going to try that the next brunch. Yeah, That's all the time we have for today. So thank you for coming in. You're welcome. We've got to take a short break, but we'll be right back on The Tonic. Hey everybody, I just wanted to take this opportunity to give a shout out to one of our sponsors, Purely Natural. They're fourth generation Master Herbalists. It's a family-owned Canadian company that's been in business for over 100 years. They've been working with my company, Tonic Magazine, for over 10 years. And its principal, Joel Thuna, has been writing our fantastic preventative medicine column for over 7 years. They're one of the original sponsors for the OMTO Yoga Festival. The company is certified GMP, kosher, and organic. For more information about Purely Natural, please visit their website, purelynatural.com. Hi, this is Jamie Busson. I'm not only the host of The Tonic, I'm also the host of OMTO, Toronto's best free outdoor yoga festival. Imagine taking as many as nine free yoga classes in the beautiful Distillery District with hundreds of people just like you. All you need to do is bring your yoga mat and your good intentions. Please join us at the Distillery District on Sunday, June 24th. For more information, please visit omto.ca. See you there. Hi, I'm Jamie Bussin. I'm the publisher of Tonic Magazine and the host of The Tonic. I just wanted to remind you that the Tonic Talk Show is brought to you by Tonic Magazine. Tonic is a health and wellness publication that I've been putting out for over 10 years. We're available free on racks at over 200 locations across the GTA and delivered with the Globe and Mail to home subscribers in 11 choice neighbourhoods, all in Toronto. You can learn more about the magazine by visiting our website, tonictoronto.com. And if you ever miss an episode of The Tonic, you can also hear it there.
1: You're listening to The Tonic on Zoomer Radio.
0: Welcome back. Our next guest, Kathleen Trotter, is a personal trainer, fitness expert, nutritionist, and Level 1 life coach. Kathleen is the author of Finding Your Fit and a regular contributor to the Globe and Mail and Huffington Post. Kathleen holds a Master's in Exercise Science from the University of Toronto and works as a personal trainer in downtown Toronto. Welcome back, Kathleen.
1: Ah, my pleasure. Especially for this topic, as a runner, I'm super excited.
0: As a former runner, I'm a bit sad, but we'll... we'll, we'll I get that.
1: If I was a former runner, I would be sad as well.
0: So, you know, at at the head of the show, the title was Get in Shape to Run, Don't Run to Get in Shape. And spring is coming, and we're seeing more and more runners on the road. I know I am. Are you saying they shouldn't be running? What are you saying?
1: Absolutely not. As a runner, I would never say don't run. Running is my bliss. You know, when I'm in a bad mood, my boyfriend will be like, Kathleen, go for a run. We'll talk about this later. And I always come back happier and healthier. But what I'm saying is, is that too many people use running as their sole method to get in shape. And unfortunately, running is really hard on the body. It's up to six times your body weight every time you land. And if your muscles are not strong enough to dissipate those forces, you will get injured. And the worst thing... if you're trying to get in shape is to get injured, because then you can't do anything. And then you sort of spiral off it into more negative habits. So what I'm saying is, if you want to run, you have to make sure you're strong enough to run, which is something that people don't think about, because they think, oh, running is cardio, it's going to strengthen my heart. But unfortunately, your heart can be getting stronger as your joints can be getting pounded. Um, so you can get an injury. Yeah, right. So it's it's high impact, right? Any, it is high impact, that any is
0: high impact. Any high impact activity that you're going to do, you have to prep for For sure.
1: Absolutely. If you're playing basketball, soccer, anything that involves any type of jumping, you want to get in shape before you do.
0: Okay. So what are some of the things, give some examples of things that people should do if they they are contemplating running this spring and summer?
1: So three categories of strength exercises. So one would just be the basic multi-joint big exercises like squats, lunges, deadlifts, anything that's going to work your body in a very functional way because running involves the entire body. So you want to Stay away from single joint isolation things like the leg extensions at the gym. They're not going to be as helpful as something like a squat. Right, your body needs to use in its entirety when it runs, right. and a squat is really connection of the legs and the core, which is what you need when you run. Well, so I was going to see
0: the C, the C word, core. Right, it's core strength that you're oh. looking.
1: Absolutely. That would be my number three all category. Right. I've
0: jumped ahead. You're
1: jumping the gun, Jamie. Sorry. All
0: right. Well, let's go to number two.
1: <laughs> no, we can do number three before number two. I'm all, all for right. with that. Let's okay. go for chaos. For you, Jamie, for I me. will be chaotic. Let's talk about okay. core strength. Yeah. So definitely core strength because your core has to dissipate those forces. So planks, side planks, but also core that involves the opposite arm and leg, which is what you need when you're running. So something like a bird dog. So if right. you're on your hands and knees, lifting your opposite arm and leg um, and keeping your core really stable as you do it, or even just something when you're in a side plank, doing the side plank from your knees and then lifting the top leg because then you're working your glutes to stabilize you in that side plank uh, like you would be doing in your running. And that really leads into category number two, which is any single leg activity and really The strength and the single leg activity and the core can become one exercise if you're doing something like a single leg deadlift, right? right? So a hip hinge or a single leg deadlift works your leg, just one leg, you're doing a strength exercise, and you're really using your core as well. Because you have to think about running as a single leg exercise. You're landing on one leg, and too often we train with squats, lunges that are both legs, and it's not as helpful for running because then you go out to run and you're unbalanced, you hurt your ankle, you hurt your knee, you hurt your hip. So those are the three strengths Uh, And then you also just really want to make sure you're doing mobility exercises, right? Because running can be really hard on your mobility and especially the calves and ankles can get super stiff uh, and can lead to real problems up the chain. So if you can't mobilize through your ankle, if you can't pull your toes towards your shin as you run, you're going to have to do weird things with your pelvis to get your leg going forward.
0: I'm already doing weird things (laughs) with
1: my pelvis. And that's going to lead to back issues (laughs) and hip issues and knee issues, right? So mobilize your, your joints and strength train, core train, all those really fun things that people love to do.
0: Good advice. All right. So I know I know a lot of people who don't like running outside during the winter, mm. so they find themselves on treadmills, which is a different type of motion, correct?
1: Absolutely. Um, the thing about a treadmill is it pulls your leg back in space. So you have to use less of your butt muscles to pull your leg back. Whereas when you're running outside, your foot hits the pavement and then you have to propel yourself forward with your butt muscles. Whereas with the treadmill, you actually are using a lot more of your hip flexors because you're sort of stopping the, yourself from falling backwards and then pulling your leg forward. And the problem is, is that your hip flexors actually get really tight when you sit and most of us sit. So it sort of compounds the problem. So what I would say is before you run outside, make sure you stretch out your hip flexors. Um, so... You know, just even standing, bringing one foot to your bum, so that sort of basic quad stretch, and then stepping back into a lunge stretch where you tuck your pelvis. Those two stretches are key. And then do exercises that strengthen your bum. So, bridges, squats, that single leg hip hinge, so all the things we sort of already talked about.
0: All right, other than uh, you know the the strengthening of your of your muscles, mm-hmm. there are other things that you can do to get ready for, to run, right?
1: Well, the most important is actually just gradual progression. Okay. So when you do start running, don't go out 5 days in a row for 30 minutes, right? right? The body is extremely adaptive and it will adapt to the stress of running if you give it time. So I would say start with every other day and then make sure you're sleeping enough, make sure you're eating really well. Uh, recovery is really key with running because it is so hard on the body and it's a great stress. Stress is good for the body. Exercise is stress, but if you don't give your body the keys it needs to recover, then it gets injured. So gradual progression, days off, recovery and sleep and eat well.
0: One last quick question. Okay. Somebody who's never run before, what's the number one tip you can give them if they're going to start running this spring?
1: Gradual progression, start with sort of a walk-run program. So maybe 20 minutes, 30 minutes where you do one minute of jogging and a couple minutes of, of walking.
0: Fantastic. Thank you for coming in. Ah, my pleasure. And thank you for listening to The Tonic. You can download this episode as a podcast on zoomeradio.ca, iTunes, and thetonic.ca. For articles written by Naomi Bussin, be sure to pick up your copy of Tonic magazine. Tonic is available free on racks at over 200 locations across the GTA and delivered with the Globe and Mail to home subscribers in 11 choice neighbourhoods in Toronto. Or you can visit our website at tonictoronto.com. Please join us next week on The Tonic when we'll discuss, among other things, your natural health with Dr. Gordon Chang and ethical pornography. Until then, this is Jamie Bussin wishing you a healthy and happy week. Please
3: consult a healthcare professional before starting any diet, exercise, supplementation, or medication program. This has been a paid announcement.